Hello friends and folks, and welcome back to Neutral Game, your newbie-friendly fighting game podcast. I'm Six Detmar from Scanline Media. I'm Real Soviet Bear from Real Soviet Bear. Should I just call you Real for short? I mean, I'm also known as Mildred Kovacevic in some circles, including previous episodes. I, no, listen, if you, if you want to be called Real, I'm here for it. It's a good name. I mean, people just call me Bear, but you just call me Mio, so I don't know. Names are unimportant in Ephraimal anyway, just, I'll just stick with Mio for now. Fair enough. Um, so this is our second episode about Guilty Gear Strive. We put one out during the beta. Well, I guess technically after the beta had ended. Um, about our experiences with it. And, uh, and now the game has come out proper. It's been out for almost a month now. And uh, we've been we've been playing some of it, and uh, you know, I think we have thoughts. We have thoughts, um, and as opposed to usual, we haven't played against each other because we're on different platforms. And I don't think we've actually exchanged any words. So I just found out before recording that you don't like the game. So now I'm gonna be like, oh no, there's gonna be a discussion instead of like a full agreement mm -hmm. on everything as usual. Yeah. Um. So. Just, like, going off of, like, what, you know, we're not going to go back over, like, all the systems and character choices and stuff. We kind of went over that in the beta. So we're mostly going to, if if you want, like, a, a basic introduction to the game, you should probably listen to that beta episode. Because, you know, we don't want to just repeat ourselves. Um, what we're going to be talking about here is sort of what what has changed or what has been added for this full release. And also how the game has sort of evolved in the uh, nearly month of its, its since it first released. So, one of the big problems that people were really worried about was the uh, the lobby system, right? Yes. Uh, I mean, they were worried with good reason. And sadly, sadly, they still have reason to be worried because it hasn't been fixed. What are you talking about? They changed it. They said they were going to change it, and they did. They added these little bo booths with books. Everything's better. Now. Yes, they added the OG2... Well... Not, they're not exactly the same, but they basically add the booths from the first iteration of uh, Blaze Blue that had booths. Uh, so now you know where you're supposed to stand, at least. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because before then, um, dear uh, listener, um, if you wanted to challenge someone, you had to stand like just anywhere, basically. They were like, oh yeah, just challenge them anywhere, pull out your weapon, and you fight right there and then. Which isn't actually the case. It has, you know, slots for matches that were invisible, and they they realized that was really weird. So now they've made it so that you actually slot into those slots immediately, and you can see them instead of just hanging around and looking for people and hoping that you're next to free slots. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely an improvement. Um, I remember a lot of time in the beta where I would like I would want to play with a friend. And we'd join a lobby, and I'd walk up to them and ready up, and then I would just get teleported across the map to a free slot. And I'd be have to, like, describe to them, like, visually where I had been teleported to so they could come find me and fight me. Um, so, you know, I guess the boos are kind of an improvement in that way, um, I guess. But it's just the same lobby system, and it's not good. Well, you know... They said they said the full release would have player lobbies, and we all said, "Well, can you let us beta test them?" And they didn't, and they really should have because at least on launch. Well, 
actually player lobbies still are a massive mess. Somehow they were a bigger mess at launch. Um, so just like quick, quick recap that if you had a specific room code, if you want to make a private lobby, it was the biggest ordeal ever because if you had a private lobby, no one could actually join you. Like you had to go mm. through some hoops of people need to be following you. You need to make a private lobby in the park, and then people join that park, and you restricted only to. It's it was something really weird. Like if you had like a password on it, it just wouldn't work. Then the password worked, but it would assign if you search by password, it would show you multiple lobbies with the same password, so you sometimes couldn't find your match proper anyway, and then. All of that, if you go through all those hoops and now finally you're in the lobbies, the netcode in the lobby is significantly worse than in the park and in the rank tower. Like, in the rank tower, you know, you see somebody move with a delay, right? Like, okay, mm -hmm. you're like, oh, can you come over here? And they're like, oh, I'm over there on your screen, and then you see their little uh, avatar actually then move. That's fine, it was still manageable, but actually, like, the slowdown in... Um, the player lobby is much worse, and it scales with distance. So if I have a lobby with my Swedish friends, it works fine. There's no issues, everybody moves at a normal speed. You slot up, everything's cool. If I do it with my American friends, it is, like, genuinely unplayable. They cannot actually challenge me with how, like, much delay and how slow it is. Interesting. I was wondering if that was just, um... I don't... I, I don't... I, the... the, the the worst I played with was coast to coast in the United States. Um, I haven't done anything more severe than that. I haven't done anything, you know, cross, you know, cross an ocean. But um, I felt like I was noticing some of that too, and I, I just thought I was imagining. No, it. no, it's great. It's, it, it, it's, it's to hear some confirmation. It is just so weird. It, it doesn't exist in the parts. Like mind you, like we've had, you know, European players, uh, U.S. players, like all gather up in the same park. And aside from the usual public lobby weirdness, it, it worked. It worked like, you know, 90% of the time. Uh, but the private lobbies were just unusable. So when we want to play, we just play in the public lobbies, which makes it a problem if we have like three people or five people because somebody can't spectate, can spectate because you can't spectate or queue up in public lobbies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um... I don't know. I I I get why they're attached to their aesthetic, but especially for like private lobbies, like I don't know that I've ever for like fighting my friends wanted more than just like ready up. You know, I don't I don't need all of this. I oh. just have us in a in a in a screen where you see the names and people go into matches and other people can watch them. So here's my understanding of why this works the way it does um uh we we had the you know the dragon ball fighters lobbies which are kind of similar to this um and they basically went oh it's very expensive to make new avatar models and they are essentially as is you can't have you can't customize your little mini cell your little mini uh satan your goku or whatever you just have them and they have recolors and that's it and they want people to have uh avatars but having fully 3D customizable avatars can get expensive, so they went went for the scalable option of making it heavily stylized, looking like uh, faux 2D art, and having it on a 2D plane, but like giving you more customization option. So I think that's ultimately why they wanted this, to make it more playful and nice. 
mm-hmm. but I don't think they have the like infrastructure for it built up. Like I, I don't know if they started doing it from scratch or how much um, from the previous games is usable. Like I'm not, I'm not programmer or network programmer. I don't know how much they could repurpose that. Um, but like I assume down the line this is gonna be usable. But this is very. This is like this was like a big endeavor. It was a high risk thing for them to do. They went through it anyway, and now it's gonna suck for a while until they update and iterate on it a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting because you've talked about how difficult it is to get into uh, like a private lobby, a private match, and you haven't even talked about a layer of that, which is what happens when you boot up the game. And how long it takes before you get to a menu where you can control anything. And uh, I feel for them in that regard, because that is... So so I'm going to go and go a, a smidge ahead of our topic list, which is they plan to do crossplay between console and PC. And mm-hmm. this is one of the trade-offs of it, where um, they have to have their custom server account infrastructure. And obviously whatever some part of it that they did just takes forever to boot. Um, obviously, like, I think a lot, I think this is something that PC developers have figured out much better. Like, I've, I've been recently playing that by Daylight that has cross-platform, uh, and that works, and I've been, you know, Capcom and Street Fighter, they, that also works. But I think they, they were just not, like, equipped to do, like, their own custom account settings, and... Uh, that's why it's so slow, or it's just more low than they anticipated, or whatever it is. But yes, whenever you boot up the game, it has to. When you press start, it has to load up your profile, and because it has to load up your profile that's online and it's synced up with online, it takes forever. And then it, after it does that, and you want to actually play online, you click the menu play online. This does another much shorter but still annoying sync. So if you just want to like literally boot up the game and immediately go online, you have two syncing to servers, one that's enough to make coffee and the other that's maybe enough to go and like stretch and check on your email. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's kind of exasperating. And I you know, I do get like, I mean, for for all their growth I mean, Arxis feels to me like a company that's grown pretty fast. Um, and I, I totally understand if they have some, like, some tech debt to pay back, right? Of, like, that it wasn't that long ago that they were just the studio that put out Guilty Gear and then some of the Blaze Blues, right? And they were not this big thing that they are now. They put out, like, a, a Contra game that was, you know, good, but, like, they weren't the big deal it feels like they are these days. They also, you know? they also put out Infernal Climber, but I digress. Uh, yeah, I didn't forget that. I just didn't think it was worth mentioning. <laughs> um, uh, they've been trying to become a big company quite a bit, because they have a lot of their endeavors that are non-fighting games that have been expanding, and I think now they've realized, oh, the money isn't doing licensed um, stuff with our very proprietary and a unique uh, graphical style that we can like offer to people in our games. Um, mm-hmm. But yes, I do definitely agree that th- they were pretty ambitious with this and some stuff they delivered and some stuff they haven't. 
mercy me, like, thank god that the actual rollback netcode when the matches are playing is really fucking good, because if that wasn't good, in addition to all of this, man, this this game would be hard to recommend. Yeah. Um, just touching on real quick as far as single player, just kind of, you know, um, it's got another, you know, excerpt style, like, anime cutscenes, uh, single player mode, story mode with, uh, with no gameplay. Um, I need to spend more time with that. I've been focused on, you know, mostly, honestly, I've been focused on other things, but my time with Strive has been focused on, you know, like playing other people and trying to get a feel for the, the, you know, systems of the game. Um, it has a tutorial and I think the tutorial is all right. It's kind of like enjoyably playful the way it's like, you know, uh, soul versus uh, Kai and Kai like comments on your choices of moves and stuff. Um, it's cute. It's very much a tutorial of just give me the bare bones before I can like go and pet press buttons. Which you know is a, is a good thing to have. I think it's it's nice to have a tutorial that like obviously I want deeper you know mechanical engagement, but just a basic like hey here's here's the basics and now I'll get out of your way is a good thing to have too. Um, what I don't like about this game is they do have the mission mode, and I don't I don't dislike the mission mode, which is like you know teaching you various mechanics through various, you know, like, you know, playable scenarios. There are no character-specific tutorials. Yeah, there are matchup. There's matchup specific like, how do I handle this thing from this other character? But you're kind of left to figure out your character on your own. Um, which, you know, I, I didn't find it hard to figure out what the game plan for new characters is. There's like a, well, even old characters, because they've been revised quite a bit, but, um, hmm. you know, I, I've played a lot of these games, so I can't comment on, you know, whether the newbie knows how many dolphins, on average, they should throw or not. Yeah, I mean, I, I really would have appreciated, like, one, I mean, just, you know, the, the classic, like, hey try out your special moves and then also like here's like a few basic combos though combos are pretty easy to figure out in this game um but like more than that just like hey here's what this character's game plan is right um i am not as much a guilty gear vet as you because every time i play guilty gear i end up bouncing off um it takes varying amounts of time but in the end i'm always like ah eh, nah and so there's, you know, like, I don't know if I'm playing May right. I think I am, because I check out, like, videos of Yosi playing May, and obviously she plays way better than I do, but our play styles resemble each other, so I'm like, okay, I guess I'm doing the right things, but I, the game doesn't really tell you what you're supposed to be doing in a way that I found frustrating. It's, the information, I feel, is kind of scattered in that regard, so when you play the, when you play the character selection thing, um... Uh, you, when you put, we're playing the game, you have the character selection thing. You have the little like lines telling you what the character is kind of like good for uh, and what distance mm. they play at. Then when you look at the move list, it kind of tells you uh, for some moves, oh, use this as this or this as that. Like like this role, use this move for like this role. Um, and then you have those like YouTube videos they put out before the beta where they said like, oh, here are all the moves of this character and what why those moves are good uh, or which situations are good for. Uh, so it's kind of like scattered everywhere. It's not like um, older Arc System Works games where it literally just tells you, you know, here's tutorial, here's tutorial one for this character, here's tutorial two for this character. Just go step by step and literally like 
like breaks down every part of it. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's intentional. I think they kind of wanted more of a free-form discovery period of it. And I can definitely relate to what you said about me, because I was playing Geo, and I was like, oh, am I playing Geo correctly? Because she's a new character. I don't know what she's supposed to do. Am I supposed to just do like a lot of pressure? Am I supposed to stay at poke range? What am I supposed to actually be doing? Um, and I think if you're like winning it doesn't really matter that much i, I it's kind of weird to <laughs> it's kind of weird to say like uh it, it feels like if you do a big move and you hit a, a deal a lot of damage it was probably the right call but because the game is new it might be a right call for whichever skill level you're being matched up with but then when you go a higher level then people will just curb stomp you um so i i i i kind of agree with you but also it feels kind of simple to figure out some of the characters but also it feels too simple um, yeah let's it, it, let's let, pull off the fucking band-aid let's do it uh i think in two years whatever state this game is in is going to be great right now it's boring mm. I don't <laughs> I knew that I knew you wouldn't agree. I just I don't I don't think it's boring. I do think it's like very straightforward. Like um how can I say this? Uh, so 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 some of the worst matchups I've had were was playing against Chip, right? And against playing mm. him, I'm basically I don't know what to do because my character has very fast moves, very safe moves. But they're, like, second best or third best in the game. Whereas Chip has a lot of them that were the best, so a lot of my strategy just falls flat. So I need to figure out how to fight him specifically. And in a lot of the matchups, because characters seem really strong in one thing, um, like, like they have, like, this one strat, unless you're, like, soul. But they have, like, one strat and they're really good at this one thing. So every time you have a new matchup of somebody who's competent, it feels like you're trying to, you know, figure out a new boss. It feels like your core strategy only works as far as the person not knowing how to counter it. Mm. That's the impression I've kind of gotten. I haven't, I haven't been bored by it. Um, I definitely don't have the same level of excitement I did for like, um, like previous Guilty Gears, but also. When I say previous guilty gear, I mean like XX Reload because I don't like X and Core, but it's a, it's just such a weird game, and it's in a lot of cases you do so much damage that you know you're like two combos or like wall spires away from winning, or like a very good wake up super punish or things like that. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot of my problem partially comes stems from the kind of player I am. Right? I like. I, I mean. I, of course, play fighting games to play with other people, right? But I also play them to play with the game, right? I like it when the game presents me with characters who have enough going on that there's, like, stuff for me to sort of, like, mechanically dig into and engage with. I like characters that have a lot of options and that have, you know, like, like interesting tools that I have to think about what to use in a specific scenario. Um, I haven't had that experience with anyone in this game. Everyone's move list is so boiled down and so straightforward that I never have to think about what to do. 
I like I, I I think a lot of I've I found that a lot of that comes from who you end up playing against. Um because I know that when I play with my regular group, um uh I have a fairly straightforward experience like i put on pressure and i deny that pressure and i try not to get punished and i have a pretty high win rate but then i have another group which is my like like swedish local folk um Mm -hmm. and you know there it's pretty much a struggle to figure out how do i deal with zato i need to learn how to deal with zato because the zato player is really good uh how do i deal with uh you know, Anji, and those aren't characters that are strong. It's just that people got them to a point where they are really, really intimidating. Um, but then, in but my, also, gr- then my, my other group, it's like always like, oh, Geo's really strong. She's really safe. She's really frustrating to play. And I think it's 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 a lot of that. Like if you don't find like 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 really challenging opponents that are like on your level, if you find just people that are like either like worse than you or obnoxiously better than you. Yeah, you're 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 in for a bad time. But it's also just like I mean, you know what you said is is part of like okay, you're playing with this different group and you're seeing different characters and you have to learn those matchups, right? You have to learn the Zato one. You have to learn the Anji Mido. Um, but also you learn Zato one, and every Zato one plays the same in this game because their options are so small. I mean, like of course there's some slight character based variants, but you don't like like characters in the character of the person. But, like, the move lists are so small and restrained that once you learn a matchup, you learn the matchup, people don't play differently. I I agree with that to some extent. I think, and I don't think a good chunk of it, but a definitely a chunk of it is how early days it is. Because hmm. it reminds me a lot of, I, I, I reference this because it's always, like, a, a nice example for me. When Overdrive was introduced in Blaze Blue, and how people didn't know how to use it, so like the first month of pro match footage were Hakumans just popping it off immediately for 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 free for Magatama, um, mm-hmm. and that was just like people assumed oh this is the optimal way to play, so that's how they played um, until people explored it more. And I do think that this game has a lot of exploration in it, but it definitely feels closer to you know. Samurai Showdown, like like people, you know, having very specific tool sets, and you don't really see any wild variance yet between, uh, you know, oh, a defensive Zato or an aggressive Zato or something like that. And mm-hmm. it's also hard to say for me at this point, you know, does that exist? Is that variance going to exist in two years? Like not not just saying oh they're going to add more moves or something like that. I'm just saying like you know if you added nothing to the game within two years in terms of balance and moves. Are our characters going to diverge significantly? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I you know, obviously I can't know, but it it doesn't feel like it to me. I don't know. Like, this is part of, like, I, you know, I have fun with fighting games, and I think this fighting game is gorgeous, and I had fun playing against it with my friends, but... I don't think there was at any point where I was playing Strive where I wasn't thinking that I could be playing a different fighting game and having a better time. So here, here's my question to you. Have you been using a lot of the Roman Cancel system or seen people like utilize the various Roman Cancels? 
I started working it into my game plan, but I haven't I haven't used it very much, and neither have my opponents. So 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 same case with me. I have been using it not nearly enough. I've been using it to just make stuff safe because that's what I do with every guilty gear. I first start learning the character and just roaming cancel to you know not get punished, and that's what I've seen most people do. And I'll be honest, there's a lot more depth to the Roman cancel system in this than in any other Guilty Gear. So I think down the line, this is th this prediction I'm more sure of than my character prediction. I think a lot of the death and variance is going to come through uh, through the Roman cancel system. But I think at this stage, nobody really fucking knows how to do it. Like I'm still seeing new stuff, like lab out new things uh, in clips, but I have not seen, you know something some roman cancel use in a match that makes me go like whoa holy crap you know if i, I i'll see people use it as a dead angle where they like are blocking it'll push me away with a yellow and then i'll be like oh right that exists i i completely forgot wow this person knows about more than two roman cancels huh um so it's so i think that might expand um because a lot of it like, like the roman cancels now have repositioning they have a lot of momentum they have slowdown like i've i've had a few glimpses of you know slowing down somebody's move with my roman cancel so that i have enough time to throw them or something like that uh, yeah i don't like roman cancels i never have so <laughs> i like maybe you're right and it will get more depth um it's depth through a mechanic i don't really enjoy <laughs> so that's 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 fair that 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 that's completely fair. Um, yeah, I don't know. As, as you, you've been playing uh, Giovanna. Um, I started with May, and I was having a lot of success with May. Um, kind of a kind of a newbie stomper, honestly. Though I think she still stays competitive, just not as overwhelming as you get better. Um, but I was honestly bored out of my mind, <laughs> and so I switched to Nagori Yuki. I mean, I don't blame you. Uh I've, I've uh, May just keeps getting less and less moves with each new Guilty Gear iteration, and yeah, I saw her stuff, and I wasn't interested. Um, Naguriyuki is pretty cool, and I think mm -hmm. he's gonna be like long term. He's gonna come out and actually be like much more intimidating than people give him credit for. Uh, but right now, it just to me, it didn't feel like managing the blood meter didn't feel as rewarding um for the effort it took but i i think there's like there's just people don't know how to take full advantage of it or how to manage it fully i mean i also think they just need to give him more like this is again i think you know more moves right like the blood meter only starts to fill when you use specials most of his specials suck like his and and to say that, like, he's got the, like, the sort of, like, dash teleport, which goes hilariously short distance. It's not really worth using very much. Um, he's got the DP one, which is, you know, it's okay, but you have other anti-airs. You should just use those. They're not going to cost you blood. And then he has, like, the projectile. The projectile is amazing. But with just the projectile, unless you're completely spamming it, the blood gauge is never a problem. And so I found myself literally only worrying about the blood gauge when I was like I had a huge lead and I was like what if I filled up the blood ga gauge for lols otherwise it was never any kind of problem yeah it seems like the dash and the dash uh, teleport and the like spinny dash thing attack those seem to boost the meter the most mm -hmm. 
you don't really use them. You use you use the like the projectile where he has like the clone rush forward. That's the move of that's the special of his that you use. I mean, he he feels like a Hakuman in the sense of you know poke poke poke. Okay, hit confirm. Time to blow my load with like three canceled specials into each other. Sure. Um, but yeah, I didn't want to play him because I wanted to focus on default character mobility in a sense. Um, same reason I, I I play a bit of Potemkin as well, but I ended up just foregoing that and telling myself I don't wanna I don't wanna learn playing a character. I wanna try and learn like the game in general a bit more because I regret that when um, I played Exert that I focused on Potemkin and when I wanted to switch it was basically starting from scratch. Um, so I ended up with Geo because it felt like less pressure to play established characters. Um, she's been pretty good. Uh, it seems her main, she has a, a, I mentioned this in the last podcast, she has a very anemic list and, uh, I wish she had at least another dive kick that wasn't a super, but playing her more, she doesn't seem to need it. She just, she's really good at applying pressure and... A lot of her stuff is just safe. Uh, it's kind of ridiculous. And that seems to be her main gimmick. I, I don't know the last time I played a character where it's like, oh, what's this character's gimmick? Oh, she, this character's plus in most things. It's like a really weird thing. But um, her other gimmick is if you have t- enough meter, she does more damage. But it's kind of negligible. Um mm-hmm. Uh, I've had some comments where people say, oh, well, maybe it makes sense to keep, you know, full meter against Chip, because Chip has low health. Um, you know, I would, from playing, I would rather just hit Chip with a super than, like, you know, have 10 more damage per poke or something. Um, mm-hmm. But overall, I'm pretty happy with her. She has the high-low mix-ups that I like. Uh, she has very basic moves. Um, and it's very easy to lock up a person. But I found that people have slowly been figuring out ways around that. Um, 6P uh, in this game in general is very strong and stops a, a lot of things, including a lot of Geo stuff. So um, I have to play a lot around that too. One thing I've really um, I've come to appreciate. So we talked about the, like the wall break mechanic in the beta episode, and we're kind of like on the fence about it. I'll, we'll see how uh, I'll hear how you feel in a moment. I'm curious. Um, for me, playing Nagoriyuki, I actually have started engaging with the wall break in a way that I found more satisfying because the pressure of the corner and the lack of like movement options that it gives my opponents to deal with Nagoriyuki, I find to be often worth not breaking the wall for. Sometimes I'll break it if it I feel like cashing in is a big deal, but a lot of the time it's like, no, I'm really slow. I work to get this corner. I'm able to keep it, so let's not break the wall. I haven't gotten to a point where I felt like, oh, I don't want to break the wall. Because what I, what I do is um, I would either combo into a super near the wall to force a break, so before they actually get wall splatted, or if they get wall splatted, a lot of the cases it's like at the end of my combo, so I'm back to neutral, so I just do a super to get more guaranteed damage. And with the Geo, at least, it makes sense because her command dash, uh, where she just kind of like, like steps ahead, she doesn't actually dash, she just does like the step. Um, with that, you get a lot of tension, and then when you get the tension increase uh, from the positive, it just gives you um, 
just so much. Um, and it also feels like, you know, when somebody recovers out of the corner from a wall break, um, if you don't catch them, it kind of feels like, oh, we were set to neutral, like, both physically and mentally. But mm-hmm. when you when you wall break someone, I feel like in a lot of cases, because the, the transition is so much so much longer than something like, you know, like Injustice, um, people don't have really the time to, like, mentally reset as well. So you can continue, you can't like, you can almost have like the, you know, mental advantage on continuing the pressure, even if you're set to neutral, unless you're, you know, playing with somebody who really has their shit together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. And maybe uh, the other thing is I, I haven't ended up using that much meter as, as Nagoyuki, And perhaps if I get more into like Roman cancels and stuff, I will see more of the benefit of positive. I feel like uh, the main benefit for characters like Noguriyuki and um, Potemkin with Mirror is that it can help you get around quite a bit because uh, it still it still keeps your momentum. So you can like you know Mega Fist, Roman Cancel, and jump ahead or Hammerfall, uh, and you know Command Grab and things like that. So I think the main you know, main advantage there is that you have more mobility options with it. And also, like, the Blue Roman Cancel actually does push you a bit ahead as well. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I've seen some good uh, Nagoriyuki tech um, where there's, a, there's like, a there's a grounded, uh, like, command normal you do that at a certain frame gets you air- airborne, and then you Roman Cancel it, and you just go, like, flying across the screen for basically an instant air overhead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially because he has, like, much farther reach with faster attacks than Potemkin. So I think, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, like like you said, you know, why would you let somebody out of the corner? And I think that's going to be also very matchup specific and very situational. Um, like, I ha- like I said, I have not felt with Geo, like, I don't want a wall break ever. Um, but that's just how I play. Like, mm-hmm. I, I just, I just continue applying pressure. Um... Yeah, back when I was playing May, I took the break pretty much every time. Yeah, it also really helps with, um, you know, if you're if if you can like, if you have a super that kind of carries, you know, like like just a smidge, um, mm-hmm. you can you know start comboing a bit farther from mid, like 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 mid screen between mid screen and corner, or you can start comboing there and then do your super. Um, and for example, for Geo's animation, like the. Uh, both both actual supers like actually put you, put the opponent a bit like farther ahead, um, mm-hmm. so you if there was no wall break you probably would not have even gotten the corner. But because the game goes like oh you've done a super and it's also next to the corner therefore wall break so it just ends up being useful. You just get meter anyway. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah, but um, yeah, I. I I I generally feel like um, I haven't seen like matches that many online where people forego the wall break. So I am very curious to see whether you know that's gonna be a thing and how people are gonna do it. I have seen though that when Nagoriyuki enters Blood Rage mode, that the actual explosion from Blood Rage mode, if somebody's next to if somebody's wall splatted, it actually resets that. Like they they get become unstuck from the wall, um, huh? So that's very interesting tech to me, and I I am very curious to see how much people will uh, continue playing with that. 
uh, you know, maybe like if it, I don't, I haven't really tested it now, but like if you wall splat someone and then you burst, you know, does it wall break? If it doesn't, that might also lead to some interesting options. Um, so I'm curious to see that. I think a lot of the depth in this game is just going to come in steps. Like, you know, people are first going to figure out, you know, basic stuff, then their character, then, you know, um, first layer of Roman cancels, then wall breaks, then second layer of Roman cancels and things like that. Um, mm -hmm. And I think, like, like globally as a player base, we're not even at the point where we're actually, like, talking about the wall break even that much. We're still talking about the specific characters. Yeah, we're still talking about Soul. Because, yeah, we're still, talking, uh, we're still talking about Soul. <laughs> looming large is the fact that according to basically every pro, uh, Soul doesn't have a matchup worse than 7-3. <laughs> Um, because because Soul is an excerpt character, um, and and and, and Strive, where which is not excerpt, come to find out. Yeah, he's he is kind of broken. Yeah, um, I do think though that the gap between power levels is much better than Guilty Gear. Well. Than arc system works in general usually is between like at the start of new games, mm. so I'm kind of confident certain... about that. I, yeah, I like I was talking to uh, my friend uh, and also you know Scanlan Media collaborator uh, Kyrie Page, um, and I said to Kyrie like this game gives me like calamity trigger vibes, and I had to immediately be like, not that the balance is that bad. <laughs> yeah, no, it's nowhere near that bad. Like, I also think, like, people have trouble with different things as well. Like, I've had my fair share of, oh my god, another soul player. Uh, but, like, my personal um, boogeyman or boogeyman have been, like, Chip and Kai, and Kai is not even that good. Like, according to a lot of people, I just have a lot of trouble dealing with somebody who has a decent tool for a lot of occasions. Mm -hmm. Um, because, like I said, like a lot of the other characters are designed as I do a, like this thing very well. So how I play around it is I will try to deny you from doing this one thing very well. But then mm -hmm. Kai's thing is I do a lot of things very well. Um, so, um, and then that's just been my thing. But I, I I do feel like I've I've played a lot of Arc System Works games, and I personally do feel this is the least egregious in. Like power level gap, like I definitely feel Faust isn't that great. Just mm -hmm. not not just from like playing against him, but just design wise. If you're playing against a Faust and you know what Faust can do, it is much easier to punish Faust for being Faust than uh, in other games. Like the uh, um, what's it called the item. Like, like my friend explained it very well. The the items he throws. You know he's he doesn't know what he's gonna get. Until, like, he throws it. So, if he throws the uh, little trumpet that, like, has an army, um, the opponent just has, like, almost as decent of a chance of getting it as Faust in a lot of cases. Um, mm -hmm. And it's, it's ridiculous, <laughs> because it's, like, very strong. Um, so, and he also lost a lot of things, like, where the hammer... Like, like, I don't get why, why the hammer works the way it does, because in old games, the hammer just had an, a very obnoxious dizzy factor, so you could get, like, dizzy very easily in Exert if you got hit by a hammer once or twice. Mm -hmm. um, but in this one, it doesn't even stagger. Like, uh, 
It doesn't do the thing that some characters have where it's like, oh, mash buttons so you stop stumbling. It doesn't even have that, so I don't know. It just doesn't seem that good. Um, but it also, because the damage in this game is so damn high, it also feels like you can you can get good hits in and you can get enough good hits to win. Because like combos are shorter, damage is higher, yeah. and supers are ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I think part of what Faust relies on is having enough chances to like get the get the good roll and get some momentum going, and you can just murder him before he does that. Yeah, because a lot like outside of the um, you know the meteor and the hammer, a lot of his stuff is very very delayed. Like the bombs take forever to explode. Um, the trumpet is there for a while, and if somebody just denies you the trumpet, you just, you know, be... I, I've done Faust-specific combos with Geo, where I would do, like, like 20-something hits because I comboed into the little mini Faust army and then continued the combo out of it. It's it's <laughs> it's pretty demoralizing to see that. Like, even, like, when, you, when you're actually executing, I, I felt, like, bad... Yeah, I mean, you know, we're gonna have we're gonna have uh, five, uh, you know, season pass characters. Um, I uh, I don't know if it's like it's it's not like super relevant to us to talk about who they are. I think it's interesting to note that if the the data mining is correct, three of them will be new characters, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, only two returning members of the of the cast in the DLC. Um, so I'm interested to see like new. Well, I mean, I guess the other thing is even with the returning characters, um, it you could easily see new takes on them given what they've done to the existing cast. Um, but you know, I I wonder if this is a situation where, obviously, when they add new characters, they'll do some rebalancing. I just I wonder what they're taking from the reaction to this game. I mean, this game has gone very well for them. I think sure. Sure. Not counting, um, you know, licensed uh, like external publisher stuff, like DB, like pr- probably hasn't done better than Dragon Ball, but Dragon Ball like games sell high, like hotcakes in a lot of cases. But mm-hmm. um, like, as far as our original IP that we have self published, it sounds like this has done extremely well for them. They tweeted, uh, was it two weeks ago or something? They sold three hundred thousand copies. Um, which is a pretty good number uh, so quickly after launch for a fighting game. They have, like, mm-hmm. they've had a lot of people playing on Steam um, as well. So I think they're pretty happy with this, and uh, judging by them wanting to further expand like that cross-platform um, and just making this more of a season format rather than, oh, we're just going to you know release Strive, uh, Revelator, or whatever for mm-hmm. 60 bucks down the line. I feel like this is probably going to be here for the long term, and I think they're happy with how it's doing. So uh, I'm, not, I'm not worrying about this dying out. Or them oh, I'm not worried it. about that. I'm curious how they're, how, what their reaction is to the, what people are saying about the game and like the data they're seeing on, on uh, how it's being played. I mean, I mean, I feel like Arc System... Well, it depends on the team, really. I feel like Arc System Works is one of those studios that for some stuff they'll be like oh yeah we agree with the community like we think this is kind of ridiculous we'll nerf it and then for other things it's more nah we're fine with this this person being super powerful actually here's another buff for them 
So I have no clue in which direction they're going to take this. Because a lot of people are like, oh, no, everybody's complaining about Soul, so they're going to nerf Soul. And I'm, you know, maybe they will, but I don't know. Maybe they won't. They I know they take into account fan reaction, but if they don't agree with it, they'll just ignore it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. For, for my part, I mean, I probably am now going to drop the game till the first DLC comes out, at which point I'll check back in. I have friends who've been getting a lot into Undernight, having a great time with that um i still love dragon ball i just i'm having give a better me, time with other fighting games give me undernight with rollback oh god please that would be pretty great that would be that would be pretty we're, we're never getting it but that would be pretty dope i mean we might that's that game's doing that series is doing better and better you know yeah i i i i definitely feel like you know, grass is greener on the other side. I'm always like, ah, new fighting game on the horizon. Ah, I'm very happy to partake in this this new fighting game. You know, um, I'm the strive for me has the Tekken and Street Fighter factor in the sense of I know so many people who play it at this point that I might as well play it with them because I don't hate it, I don't love it, but I like it. That's kind of like my my kind of takeaway. I like it. I like how it plays. Um, I enjoy playing my character, but I haven't gotten, like, super full in. Like, I'm playing, you know, a few hours, um, you know, every week. I'm not playing it, like, every day, uh, like I thought I would. Mm -hmm. But that's also because I don't want to, you know, you know, spend most of my life staring at a connecting to server screen. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. I don't know. I um I think for for my money I just I just am not <laughs> I just am not sold by this game. Um Well, I'm definitely sold cuz I just keep fighting soul all the time. Uh you know, I didn't think about that. That's a really good point. I know. I think I think that's fine cuz I well, I'm not one of them to say, oh, I'm not surprised you don't enjoy it, but you don't have a history of enjoying Guilty Gear anyway, so... That's true, but usually, I don't know, it's it's interesting because it's usually not for these reasons, right? I don't, I don't think I usually, like, usually it's like, it's like listening to a song that is, like, by a band that you're like, man, you guys are really good, and this is just not my jam, um, is mm -hmm. usually my experience of Guilty Gear, Whereas this, to me, feels like, okay, you're working in a genre that I like, but this just feels like you're playing on a Fisher-Price guitar. <laughs> um, which is, you know, hyperbolic and overly mean, but it is kind of my feeling, which is like, no, it's not that I can't get in with the style, I just don't think this is very good. I mean, I think that's fair. Like, I, I frequently say I think Mortal Kombat 11 is garbage, and what do I know? It's, like, selling quite a lot and doing quite well and having tournaments and tournament players love it, but, like, I hate how it handles. I hate yeah. how MK6 handles, but I like how MK9 handled. So, you know, it, it, I'm not going to go, like, oh, not every fighting game is for you. I, I, that's, that's a shitty argument to make. I think it's more along the lines of it has stuff you don't like, and I think that's completely valid and fair. Um, and it doesn't have to be like concrete things. Uh, it can just be like the overall package and collection of things are just not appealing to you. Like I, I think it's also, you know, saying st people saying stuff like, um, 
oh, they turned Guilty Gear into Street Fighter. I get the impression that Street Fighter players would not like this. Like, the, why would you play? A, why would you play a something that feels like Street Fighter but isn't Street Fighter? You, you're just gonna play Street Fighter, so that doesn't matter. Uh, so I feel like if you actually like Street Fighter, it's more likely that you'll not enjoy this game just because it's not Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, but I think that's fair. And I, you know, you have the game. You're probably gonna try it with the new characters, and we're probably gonna try it a bit more with each other. Um, you know, when the cross-platform is there. And I also think it, you were right when you said earlier, in two years, it's going to be a fairly different game. Um, I think that's true. And it, this, this doesn't seem like a situation of, oh no, if I don't get in now, um, you know, it's going to be too late in like half a year or a year, like it was with previous Guilty Gears or Blaze Blues, where just... You know, most people leave, uh, you get left in the dust, it's only the pros playing. This feels like the entry-level performance and validation is probably going to work out, because there's there's a lot of people playing it, and mm-hmm. with cross-platform there's going to be an even larger player base, and rollback has also made it much easier to connect and play with people. So this, I think, is going to be... It has a foothold, and I think it's going to keep that foothold years from now, especially if they space out their new characters and updates in a smart way to, like, reinvigorate interest in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, if, if there's one thing I really am happy with, it's with, with these sales, I feel like they have the, they have the freedom, they have the, like, the space to, to try and really get this game to, I mean, like, you know, they are coming in, I feel like fairly hot, like even, you know, I don't think the lobby solution is what they wanted it to be, right? Yeah. They announced they were going to do this rework of the lobbies and then they put in stands. To me, that says they ran out of time. And if they ran out of time, I'm glad they now have money that they could possibly, they have more runway, you know? They have mentioned in an interview that they are not entirely happy in the team with the lobbies. Like, you know, they they, they try to, like, PR talk it as much, but if you read between the lines, they're, they're probably not happy with the state of it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think that's it for uh, for Guilty Gear Strive for now. Um, I will, we'll play more going forward. Uh, I suspect for a while you more than me, but, you know, we'll, we'll see that first character. Maybe it'll rope me back in. Uh, is there, are there any other fighting games on the horizon? Uh, I don't think so, but my Discord has been talking about getting into Toho fighting games, so you know, maybe we could play that. You know, I I could probably be convinced. Um, well, you know, how do you feel how do you how do you feel about a fighting game that's also a card game based on shmups? Is it bullet hell? Is the fighting game? No, 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 no. It's not. It's not. It's okay, pretty well, girls I'm... doing pretty things. Okay, well then I'm interested. I'm interested. Cool. Yeah, we'll be back eventually with some more with some more fighting game talk. Um, until then, me and Drag, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on twittercom slash mdkii. That's mdk Roman numerals two, and you can also find me streaming on twitch.tv slash real soviet bear. Uh, streaming all sorts of variety of content. Sometimes fighting games, sometimes not. But go check it out. Uh, and six, where can folks find you? 
You can find me on Twitter at SixDetmar, S-A-X-D-E-T-T-M-A-R. And you can find my work at ScanlineMedia.com or Patreon.com slash ScanlineMedia. Folks, thank you so much for joining us. Please take care of yourselves out there, and peace out. Bye-bye. <laughs>